0: Welcome to Design World's Technology Tuesdays podcast for Tuesday, May 23rd, 2017. Thanks for joining us. Today's topic is Linear Motors, and I have the pleasure of speaking with Brian Scott, Application Engineer at Nippon Pulse America. Today, we'll talk with Brian about the ways in which different linear motors work and how they solve different engineering problems. So Brian, thanks for talking with me today.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: Would you tell us some of the major differences between iron core motors, U-channel linear motors, and tubular linear motors, which is actually a technology I associate with Nippon Pauls.
1: So the three different types of uh, linear motor technologies serve very distinct applications. And with uh, an iron core motor, it's the name really kind of speaks to a, the major discerning factor, and that's that it has a large amount of iron in the motor. And the reason it has this, it does a couple of things. It, it makes the motor very stiff in terms of its ability to move loads so the forces don't distort the moving part of the load And the other part is that the iron actually contributes significantly to the generation of force due to the material properties, something that's called ferromagnetism that has the ability for a magnetic field to generate a greater magnetic field or an additive magnetic field due to the domains within the iron itself. The U-channel motor, aside from that, doesn't have any iron in it, and it's specifically left out in order to combat some of the problems that face the iron core motor, and I'll get to that in a second. And then the tubular linear motors are a motor that has the magnets lined up, essentially forming a tube with the coils surrounding that tube. So for the iron core motor, some of the downfalls that that motor has is it tends to form cogging. The thing that contributes to the extra force or the large forces is also the part that causes that cogging. Is You have permanent magnets in the motor, and that permanent magnet will also attract the iron. So it tends to want to always attract the iron over a particular magnet. So every time that you're trying to move it, there'll always be some force that's trying to draw the iron back over a magnet. So if you're trying to straddle some of the magnets, it'll always be pulling in one direction or the other to try and get the iron components back over the permanent magnets. All this iron also contributes to another problem. As you have a time varying magnetic field, you will create eddy currents. And these eddy currents will do a couple of things. It'll add another magnetic field that is opposing the magnetic field that's being generated by the coils in the motor. But it'll also create a fair amount of heat because you basically have a current rolling around in iron because there's some resistance. But you get kind of a wasted amount of energy. Also with the iron, this also creates an attraction between the iron parts of the forcer and the permanent magnets that'll be trying to pull the iron to the magnets in the magnetic way or the track. And so then you have to deal with that in the way that you set up the motor as far as the type of support structures, sides, and everything else. With the U-channel motor, all the iron's taken out to reduce or eliminate those issues. With no iron, you don't have any cogging, and you don't have any attractive forces between the coils and the torsure components and the magnets. However, you also get a lot less stiffness that these guys are uh, created because they use kind of an epoxy backbone to mount the coils and the epoxy is not a very stiff material. So when the coils are exerting some force in relation to the permanent magnets, the epoxy can deform under that force. So you'll see the coils will move and the forcer will not necessarily move in relation to that. With the tubular linear motors, you actually have kind of the best of all worlds. That you get a very efficient use of the magnetic flux from the permanent magnets, which you don't get. in the other two types, the way that the coils are structured, you basically have created a cylinder. And in that cylindrical geometry, you actually get a fair amount of stiffness so that you don't get the deformation with the movement or the application of force. You also get a very high efficiency of magnetic field and with the structure get a reasonably decent amount of cooling something that you don't necessarily get with the u-channel
0: tell me a bit more about the design objectives you hear when an oem or engineer is looking to put a linear motor in their design
1: so one of the first things when an oem engineer comes and talks to us is that they really want to be able to have a certain amount of force generation and that force generation is really directed towards load movement within a certain period of time. So we'll look at acceleration or deceleration and the amount of time it takes for them to go from point B, to point B and then, you know, we'll have to sit there and then go do some other function, make another movement. The application tends to start to direct where it goes from there, where you'll have some people where they're just trying to move a load quickly, and there's some people that are trying to move a load very accurately and a slice of companies will want to try and do both by being able to move quickly and with some accuracy and some repeatability to start driving up cost and then the final thing that people will start to be interested in is the form factor and with the iron core motors those tend to be fairly wide to be able to get as much force out of those but the u-channel motor that one's kind of like a long rectangle with a certain amount of height it'll be not very tall but it'll be wide whereas with the tubular linear motors, essentially a rectangular form factor. A lot of times that'll fit into an application a lot better.
0: On the topic of controllability and accuracy versus cost with linear motors, what are the trade-offs?
1: So for the controllability and accuracy versus the cost of linear motors, you're going to be able to offset the cost of linear motors because in general they're a little more expensive. But... The controllability and accuracy capabilities for linear motors is significantly greater than traditional technology. By being able to make this transition, you simplify some stuff, but you also get a greater amount of controllability and accuracy. And as manufacturing moves forward, it becomes a much more desirable form. And The amount of quality that you have in your parts and way your machine's work is directly related to that controllability and accuracy. When you look at the actual cost-benefit analysis, you will see that the linear motor technologies will actually come out on top of most things, unless you're making something like dirt.
0: (laughs) Right. What are some reasons to switch from traditional linear motion technologies with ball screws and mechanical linkages to linear motors?
1: By reducing the number of components that are involved, you tend to reduce maintenance issues. And then the last thing is really the complexity of the whole system. By having a direct drive setup, your complications are drastically reduced.
0: Well, that's all the time we have. Uh, for more information, visit the Design World Linear site at linearmotiontips.com and visit Nippon Pulse at nipponpulse.com. Brian, thank you very much for your time today and thank you, audience, for listening.